One, two, three. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. This is your host, Scott Needham. We're going to jump into something brand new. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this subject, and I think we're going to answer a lot of questions. Now, there's this world that I think for most people feels a little bit like foreign, where we can't quite get our fingers on it. This world is what a lot of people called publishers. And, you know, this feels like traditional media, you know, the big, like, I don't know, magazines. I never would ever feel like I'd have access to that world. We're going to unpeel a few layers. I love to talk about tools on this podcast. I like to talk about like technology that unlocks value for Amazon businesses. I have with me David Katz from Archer Affiliates. And he's got a really cool story that's led him to build something very interesting, brand new. And I think he's on something pretty promising. David, welcome. Thank you for having me, Scott. Super excited to be here. Okay, that intro was uh, meandered a little bit, but I think we landed the plane. So you have built an affiliate platform which allows publishers to find products, you know, in this case, products on Amazon that they can promote and both the seller or brand or private label seller or whatever, both the seller and this publisher can benefit from that. Yep, exactly. So it's actually, I come from a selling background and like you were kind of mentioning this, I've always kind of known about this publishing sphere and working with established retail brands. There's always been this, you would see a product published and the product would just take off. You would see that sales yeah. rank. Yeah, you, you, had, you had a product that took off this way, right? Exactly. We literally woke up one day, we were averaging, you know, just about 10K in sales, woke up one morning and for no reason whatsoever, we, you know, we, the company all goes on their Amazon app and we see like 10X that sales at 9 a.m. Eastern time. So we're still uh, pretty early on in the day and we see just a tremendous increase of Amazon sales. And you know, we're all looking where this came from. We know we're not running any paid promotion. And after, you know, a little bit of research and a few hours of research, actually re realized that what had happened was Marissa Tomei was a hair product. And Marissa Tomei had actually used the product in a video she was doing with Vogue, just about her overall beauty routine and the products she uses daily. And within using that product in that video, a bunch of different publishers, including InStyle Magazine, Vogue themselves, a few different beauty publishers actually picked that up and wrote an article about it saying, hey, check out this beauty product that Marissa Tomei has used. Check it out on Amazon. And from there, I really just recognized the power that these publishers have, the reach that they have, the extent of the audience that they have, how loyal their audience is to actually purchase the products that are published. And that's kind of where Archer was born. Yeah. In selling 10 years, I have probably felt that feeling two, maybe three times where like something just takes off. And I honestly hope everyone gets a chance to feel that. It's awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we had a product go viral on TikTok. Before TikTok, I think we had some like baby toilet training watch. A video went viral on Facebook. It turns out it'd go viral like every six months. And it's just really cool to see something go from like whatever sales rank it was all of a sudden to like rank number five, you know? <laughs> yeah, 100%. And TikTok has really opened the door for this. I think TikTok, you know, there's still obviously an element of 
quote unquote gatekeeping that goes on with publishers. There's a certain approval process that every editor has when they're looking at products. But with TikTok, that door is really open for almost anyone. If you have an innovative product that's eye-catching and yeah. content, it could really just have that potential. So I think everyone understands the power of an audience. You know, TikTok is probably in some ways, you know, just another layer of like making audience growth faster, easier, but it's maybe not as valuable or sustaining as an audience where like publishers, like we're going to talk about like traditional publishers. They've known this for a while. Maybe Vogue gets, has a, a million people on their email list or that follow like what they do. And like that audience is clearly more valuable to them than a million views on some random TikTok. So there's something about these traditional publishers that have been doing this for, you know, some of them maybe even up to a century of curating uh, their brand. So yeah, I think that's kind of like where we stand today, right? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, the credibility that these publishers have within their audience, it's really phenomenal. When a recognized beauty publisher posts about a product and an editor from that publisher reviews a product, you know, first of all, the audience the audiences have proven to be really loyal, but even more than just appealing to the audience specifically, it does give the brand a really strong sense of credibility to the market as a whole, which I think has just proven itself over you're seeing this with massive CPG brands are just investing a tremendous amount into making sure that their products are getting published with editors. And there's a reason for that. Interesting. Well, I have done one or two episodes where I've talked about on-site editorials. These are like where if publishers follow a certain format, you know, Amazon will like bring on that review that's published outside of Amazon. They'll bring that content onto Amazon. And there's some service providers that have like offered that for a price. And I've personally tried it. Didn't quite work out. It was expensive. There was some different like, setup costs or like, you know, monthly things. And so it felt like it was a little bit of a risky way to grow your brand. Well, what you have with Archer Affiliates is you offer a percentage cut to a publisher and they'll be like, awesome, I can make 10% off of this product. I was already going to be writing this content. Might as well like take the extra 10%. And that becomes a huge revenue it's a joint venture. It's like where like both sides win. They're used to not getting this revenue. And then it's incremental revenue that's considerable to them. But for a private label brand, you can, you set this percentage. You can make this a profitable growth opportunity where like you're growing your sales, but it's in complete control that these are profitable sales. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, just to backtrack to what you were saying initially, first of all, the actually it's, it was called the on-site program, like you said, and that actually was just abolished by Amazon really? a few weeks ago, pretty recently. Yeah. No way. That's, yeah. that's huge news. I got to write about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. A lot of publishers we've been speaking to have seen tremendous rev losses because of that. So, you know, it's something we've been able to bring them on there and is just this opportunity to kind of make up for that. But yeah, I know Amazon's going to probably be rolling out like a little bit of a different version of that. Which... Yeah, that they didn't do more testing before they killed it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I've been seeing like different kind of versions like publishers posting like how-to videos almost like how to install this or stuff like that more than just like say like here's the top three uh, best mattresses and that mm -hmm. will come up in the search term i haven't seen that at scale i've seen it in like one-off cases but as a whole the uh that osp program has been uh 
disbanded just as of a few weeks ago. But to your second point, exactly. So, I mean, currently in the current space, you know, editors are obviously earning a commission. They're not just writing about products because they feel like it. There's obviously, I mean, they, most of the editors are, there's a certain authenticity there and they actually like the product that they're writing about. They're not just going to go write about any product, but they are earning a commission coming directly from Amazon. And depending on the publisher, depending on the category, it tends to be a pretty small commission. I would say somewhere in the range of like a three to at the max we've seen is like a 12% commission. What we've essentially done is given the opportunity for sellers to fund that commission back to the publishers. Instead of a publisher working directly with Amazon, they could actually work directly with the seller. And the advantage for the seller is that they have the ability to really further incentivize the publisher to write about their products. So a publisher can say, hey, we want to write about an air conditioner this coming summer because people are looking for air conditioners and buying air conditioners. They can come to us and say, hey, David, which air conditioners are you working at at a pretty good commission? So instead of earning a 5% commission from Amazon, we can actually earn a decent revenue from the brand. And fundamentally, that's really the value that the brand has. They can really push and incentivize these partnerships. Yeah, you can go a little bit more aggressive. And I think, say you're offering publishers 10, 15%. Well, some private label, like your gross margins are actually closer to 40%. And maybe you really want to swing for the fences. And so you can offer you know, more, don't feel like completely beholden to like any specific number, but like find something that works for you. Now, I want to iterate on like a few of like why I think this is great. One, signing up is free, right? Yep, exactly. I'm super excited. One of the things I'm most excited about is just our overall business model. We charge no upfront fees, no yep. monthly fees. We're 100% fully performance-based. So, you know, you're essentially with our program, and it's the only program of its sort that I know where you're essentially buying a sale. You're not paying per click. You're not paying per impression. You're not paying a monthly fee. You're just literally buying a sale, which is something I'm super excited about. It coming from the Amazon selling space again, it just doesn't exist. It's there's nothing as performance based as this type of model. What we've seen is really two different strategies that sellers have used. One would be focused like more on profitability where they'll, they'll know what their net revenue is and they'll set that commission to kind of fit within that and consistently, you know, just keep that commission. And then like you were touching on before, there's definitely sellers who come at this program where they're like, hey, we just do want to do whatever it takes. We want to make this really exciting for the publisher and we want to get our products published and get that traction. We see this, especially on new product launches. You know, you have a product with a few dozen reviews or even a few hundred reviews stacked up against a product that has nine, 10,000 reviews. You got to really make it incentivizing for the publisher to recommend that product to their audience. One thing you can do is, you know, some sort of promo, which there's a process for that on our portal. You know, you can, there's actually tons of affiliates and even standard publishers looking specifically for products with aggressive promotions. That's always something we really encourage brands that want to get aggressive to do, even in some cases more so than just, you know, coming at it with a, throwing a crazy commission at the uh, product. But, you know, another thing is obviously just increasing the commission rate. So we do give the opportunity with the program for brands to really, I would say it's almost like a, uh, you know, you could kind of pick from a brand's perspective how aggressive you want to be with these promotions, how aggressive you want to be with commissions. Do you want to come at this and really focus just on profitability, just on generating as much net rev net income as possible? Or do you want to really just generate a ton of traffic coming to the listings, a ton of traffic yeah. and sales? We're generally fine with a lot of sales that like say break even, and that could be like 40%. And break even just means like you're just throwing gas on the fire. And actually a lot of operations start to 
get better margins if you're scaling. You know, if you're selling 10 units a day versus 100 units a day, well, that gives you a little bit of more negotiation around like, you know, with your suppliers, they often have like, hey, you know, if you do a, a PL of this size, we'll give you a 5, 10% discount or whatever. So you can actually increase your net margin by just making your product a better seller on Amazon. Yeah. And, you know, frankly, even I'll just throw some more reasons. What we're seeing a lot with consumables is you have a consumable product and you're confident that a customer is going to come back for repeat purchases every month, every week, potentially for years to come. We're seeing sellers, you know, even established sellers with a ton of reviews not make money on a first order. They're, you know, pretty confident that a very large percentage, especially because this is all external traffic. It's not people coming to Amazon or and looking for a product. This is totally external traffic, people that probably most of them, majority of them, had never had your brand or product in mind. And now they're coming and purchasing it. They're willing to lose money on a sale. Well, I was just joking with uh, David before we started recording that like, I'm now a dad and now I've turned on. And I really think it is because I have a baby that I'm like, oh, now I've got a few subscribers. <laughs> you know, like I have become the consumer that like brands want. Where <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm using Amazon. I'm like coming back for products that are consumables. So yeah, that's, a, that's another interesting way to look at it. So let's see. Are there some products that like work better than others? Like you said, consumables. Like you said, even if you're able to like offer a deal to the end consumer, I would break it down. I would say the first thing is there's some best practices that probably apply to all products. And then there's some specific genres or categories of products that, you know, do really well. So in terms of just some best practices that all brands should be doing is number one, like I mentioned before, promotions. We encourage brands to run like once a month or once every other month, just like a really aggressive promotion, as aggressive as possible. And we help brands actually push that out to the affiliates in our network. A lot of them are built around this whole concept of good deals on Amazon. It's something that converts just extremely well in terms of external traffic. So that's really a best practice if you're just looking to move the needle. Another thing that's really important is product samples. So if they want to promote an Amazon product, they actually have to order the product. They have no way of getting in contact with you as a seller. If they want to promote this new pair of jeans that they saw on Amazon, they actually have to purchase that product. Through our portal, these affiliates, publishers, influencers, any of these people with the audiences promoting products, they can actually request product samples from brands. So, I mean, it sounds kind of pretty straightforward, but the brands that are just as aggressive as possible, and there obviously has to be a, a certain level of the diligence. You know, you don't want to just send your product anywhere. It's a waste of time, effort, and money. Vogue is asking for a sample. I'm going to say yes. You better say yes. <laughs> we'll probably kick you off the platform. That's probably grounds for removal. <laughs> you know <laughs> but jokes aside, you know, you definitely want to make sure that you're not only sending product samples as often as possible to these affiliates that make sense, but you're sending them quickly. Time is always really, really important. If somebody's interested in promoting the product, you want to kind of lean into that momentum and not really let it fizzle out. So you want to get that done and respond to that as quickly as possible. In terms of products that actually do well, we've seen It really does vary by the type of affiliate that we're talking about. So one thing across the board that we've seen is innovative products, products that, you know, you could be scrolling on TikTok, you could be scrolling through a publisher and you see a product like that watch you were talking about. That's like, hey, that sounds kind of cool. Like it's not super expensive. You know, you have like your five to twenty five, thirty dollar price point. And it's just like an easy impulse buy that just like kind of hits home. Those are the products that we're really seeing go really viral on TikTok. Those are the products that we're really 
seeing publishers convert really well with kind of that price point of five to thirty dollars and just super innovative product that also applies to everybody you know you have a kitchen knife or a pair of sunglasses these products just are universal innovative cool products are the ones that are generating the most traction and then there's your more niche products that probably have a little bit of a higher price point i would say like 70 to 100 dollars and we're not focusing with those. We're not really focusing as much with publishers, but there's a lot of these product comparison sites that, you know, utilize SEO tactics or even paid advertising on social media where they run these like product comparison sites. So let's just say you're selling a mattress is a perfect example, or we have this going for a bunch of water coolers we're working with where these people will build like for customers that are in market, let's say to buy a water cooler. There's, I mean, probably a few hundred different water coolers in Amazon, and they want to see the specs and different details of each individual product. These people have built websites to really kind of review each individual one and give a customer the pros and cons of each product. What we've seen with these products that are like in that, I would say like 60 plus dollar price point in these product categories that where customers tend to do a lot of research. High consideration products. Yeah. Now the advantage is which is actually just something really cool that we've seen with these types of affiliates, you're not going to get that massive spike that we spoke about in the beginning where, you know, you're just going to pop on one day and see those that crazy revenue, but it's going to be a whole lot more consistent. Let's just say five extra sales a week, 10 extra sales a week. Now affiliates are obviously, this really is very applicable to products in that price point because it needs to be worth the affiliates time and effort that it takes to, actually create the content and create the links yeah. and, you know, start pushing it. But, you know, again, there's different opportunities and different niches, different price points. I think what might help people like learn, or at least myself is like, let's just talk about like publishers. Like I said, they're kind of like, it's easy to lump them in like a lot of, you know, it, together, but like they may actually behave very differently. So, you know, you've got probably like name brand publishers that most people know, you know, let's say, anything from like Vogue, Sports Illustrated, you know, GQ, like, or talking like magazine, you know, very traditional media. And then on the opposite end of that sounds like you got the SEO guys, like the people that are like these affiliate sites that like, I think there's this website called Shut Up and Take My Money. Sure. All it is, is one big Amazon affiliate site. And all they do is they find cool stuff and you just browse it. And honestly, like, it's a cool site to browse because everything is like very like either it's a gag gift. And so they've obviously built some like really cool things. Is that a close description of like this publisher world or is there a little bit more? There's so much more. I mean, you got Substack writers, you got email lists, you got, it's really endless and every possible niche out there has their content for their audience. It's really remarkable. I mean, again, coming, I come from an Amazon seller background then. I just never realized what kind of, you know, goes on and then jumping into, you know, not something that's for everybody, but jumping into like the back to that deals category, you have, I mean, countless amounts of deal sites, which is probably a different conversation from the profitability aspect of this, but in, in for brands that are really just looking to aggressively move yeah. that needle, the deal sites just convert tremendously well. You have customers just literally coming to these websites with their credit card saying here, take my money. <laughs> it's, yeah. They're just looking for any product they could get that has a promotion. So those have been really strong. Influencers, I mean, it's not, I would say, as highly converting as some of the publishers. I think that insight right there, 
should actually tell people like what to spend time and attention. True. I think because we all consume social media or whatever, this idea that like the influencer is like, you know, the king is, you know, they do great, but they're not the only ones at this and they're actually newer. I will say actually a, a big problem we're seeing with influencers is not as much the content being a problem itself. We've seen brands actually be really successful with influencers, even in terms of conversion. There obviously has to be, I mean, you have everybody today as a content creator and promoting products. I mean, you, everybody and their uncle is doing it. So you obviously have to yeah. really understand who's best fit for your brand. And there's a process to it. And you, you, know, you can't just send product to everybody or in these days pay everybody and just to promote your product. But the big problem we've seen with influencers, and this is pretty much true across almost every social problem, maybe with like the exception of YouTube, is there's a tremendous problem with attribution. And that's not just Amazon attribution. That's even in the D2C space. It's just very hard to track the sales coming from TikTok, from a TikTok video, from an Instagram short, from an Instagram reel, whatever it may be, for a lot of different technical reasons. A lot of customers will watch that video, actually swipe out of the TikTok app, swipe out of the Instagram app, and then search for the product or brand on Amazon, which kind of hurts, uh, you know, it hurts us actually, because we really only take the percentage of the commission payouts, but it's hard to attribute the sales. In good cases, when brands know what they're doing and when, you know, you link up with a good creator, especially like I was touching on before in the beauty space, in the tech space, you know, headphone speakers, these types of things. And then innovative products for sure like these products that you look at that are 20 30 bucks 15 bucks cheap price point and just super cool and innovative that impulse purchase we have seen there's the space for these influencers the real problem has been that tracking piece which is you know pretty much working perfectly you know i sell a software service smart scout the best way that we've solved this we just gave everyone a unique coupon code and is it perfect no is it good? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like we can see anyone that uses that. And if you make it meaningful, like they're going to use it from where they're learning. I think you could do similarly with any promo, like if an influencer is saying like, you know, use Kylie Jenner 25 for 25% off, you know, people will use that and like you'll kind of have an idea. Interesting. Certainly. Certainly. You obviously use, lose that brand referral bonus. You guys do lean into that with the link. Does it require a special link to, to get the brand referral bonus? No. So as long as you're a brand registered brand and you can actually just check on the brand referral tab in your Amazon seller account, if you're good to go, almost every yep. brand that we've verified it with is, is working fine. But as long as your brand registered account, you get your tax information set up with on Amazon, we link into your Amazon attribution and any sale that comes through your Amazon attribution is pretty much eligible for that bonus. Yep. I will say that there are publishers, not every publisher we're working with utilizes those attribution links or work in progress. We're still trying to kind of convince them. A lot of them yeah. are very comfortable with the way they're set up using Amazon Associates and we'll pull those reports from them. But that being said, if you can get that tracking from the promo codes, yeah. it's obviously an over. Well, David, so setting someone up, like how long does it take them to get up there and say, uh, set up three products? It's a three-step process, I would say, that three products is going to literally take five minutes. As you kind of build out that product catalog and that product catalog size increases, it could take slightly longer, but you know, we're always happy to help. It's a three-step process. You know, you got to sign up, just create an Archer account, do that. You could go on archeraffiliates.com. There's a login button in the top right. There's also a join now button across the page. You can hit any of those. It will take you to the portal where you'll be able to uh, create an, uh, an Archer account. 
once you create that Archer account with just some basic information such as you know username, login, email, that type of stuff, you can actually add a brand. And we've made it with Amazon sellers in mind where a lot of sellers have multiple brands, even coming from multiple seller accounts. And that's all okay on a single Archer account. So you can have one Archer account with three brands coming from three seller accounts. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Once that brand is added, you would essentially just add your ASINs and assign a commission to each ASIN. So you put in that ASIN number, put a commission that you're willing to offer for attribution reported sales, put a separate commission for the sales that come through the publisher's reporting that you would be willing to offer. Because again, not every publisher is working with attribution. Then you add that product to our catalog and it's instantly accessible for all the influencers, creators, publishers, product comparison sites, email lists, Substack writers in our uh, network. Well, that's pretty straightforward. And remember this, we're talking about, this is a profitable growth opportunity. You know, you can approach this and know that you are making money off of these transactions. I always think highly of those things where like, it's just a, it can be an unlock to your brand. So yeah, I would love to hear people, you know, I want to hear more success stories. That's fun. So if anyone tries it out, you know, reach out to me. If you get one of those pop-off days where <laughs> like, you wake up and you're like, what the freak? So, well, David, thank you for coming on and building Archer Affiliates. That's archeraffiliates.com. And if people want to reach out and ask questions, you guys have like a contact us, right? Yep. We got to contact us. We got a few reps and myself who are happy to hop on a call with any yep. brand that just wants to learn some more about the program, be guided through setup. And yeah, we're eyes and ears open for any feedback recommendations, really anything. We launched this thing in January, so we're only three months yeah. in. Some of our best features and recommendations have come from sellers using the product on a day-to-day basis. So, Cool. Well, thanks, David, for coming on. Thank you for having me, Scott. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Had a great chat. We'll wrap up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is a great, good conversation. So hopefully you have a new tool that helps you guys grow. Take care, everyone. Uh, we'll uh, see you next week. One, two, three. Yeah.